Hello, this is Fleet Die Hard, an independent view from an independent supporter of all things on and off the pitch at my favourite club, Ebbs Fleet United FC. Uh, so it's the morning after the night before. Um, last night we played Dartford and on Saturday we played um, Hampton and Richmond. And uh, I hadn't done a podcast in between. I thought I'd leave it till after the Dartford game to do one. And then we can talk about possibly, possibly both of them. However, I'm going to try and be positive because um, I understand, obviously, that my last couple of podcasts have been negative. And the reason that they've been so negative, as I'm sure you'll all know, is the uh, performances that we've seen from the club and the results that we've had. So <clears throat> I sort of consciously thought in my head, all right, let's try and be a little bit more upbeat. So um, so on Saturday, we, we played Hampton and Richmond, and uh, it was a much, much... No, it was a better performance. I was going to say much, much better, but that's that's pushing the boat a little bit. It was a better performance, and we won 1-0. So, you know, not a lot to moan about there. Um, it's a positive. We played okay against an average team. And we played better in the second half than we did in the first half. Mar- uh, considerably better in the second half than we did in the first half. Um, and Will Wood scored an absolute screamer of a goal, which if you haven't seen it yet, look it up. It's a proper, what they call a worldie. You know, if that had been a if that had been a, a Premier League player, or in the Euros, or in the World Cup, or you know, in in the um, in the, in the Champions League, and was broadcast on national TV, everyone would be raving about that's goal of the season. You know, it was a fantastic strike. It has to be said. And Will Wood, I've got to say, Will Wood, um, he hasn't spent a lot of time in the team. He, you know, I was looking at him last night as well, and he looks. He looks a bit of a handful, you know. He he brings, for me, brings something slightly different, a little bit of added energy to the team. And he's certainly a little bit of a handful for opposition to handle. He's very lively when he comes on. But we're going to, you know, we'll get to that in in, in a bit. But uh, so, yeah, fantastic. We've got the three points. Hopefully got a little bit of confidence back going into the game on uh, last night, Tuesday night against uh, our bitter local rivals, Dartford FC, Dirtford as we like prefer to call them. And uh, we played them, we played Dartford. So I'm going to be positive. I had a burger last night, the burger was fantastic. Got to say, uh, I've moaned about the food to, 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 to Damien um, in private. And... Uh, I've spoken to you about what he said about the food situation down there, about the burger bar. So I had a, I had a burger in the... Uh, at half-time, I walked around to the to the Dartford end, as it were, and got myself a freshly cooked bacon... double bacon cheeseburger, and it was about £4, I think. And it was a nice, fresh roll. It was really, really tasty. Um... Uh, I can't fault it. Uh, whoever does their catering, whoever does their food supply, little tip for Damien, get in touch with Dartford, ask them where they get their food from or the, who does their catering and book them because they were superb. And the queues 
to get the food, um, I think, justify how good the food is. So, yeah, that was brilliant. Really good positive um, thing at uh, at Dartford last night. Uh, went to the pub before we got there. So we got off at Dartford Station and we walked to uh, to the Malt Shovel, which is a, an old haunt of mine in Dartford. And it hasn't really changed very much. Had a, 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 I think I had three pints of Guinness in there. Sat there with a few friends. That was really nice uh, for the match. Um, my son came along. We met him in there. A few more fleet supporters came in. And it was a generally nice atmosphere. Got to say, um, really enjoyed that part of the evening. Before we walked, walked up past the uh, Ivy Leaf. And into the ground. Don't really like Dartford's ground. It's very concrete, isn't it? It's it's got no character about it at all. It's very clinical. I've said that before. Uh, but it's their ground, you know. They like it, I guess. That's uh, that's the main thing. Uh, watched, so we got in and watched the match. And um, we lost. We lost 1-0. I have nothing more to say about the fact that we lost 1-0 or our style of play or our lack of uh, variation or the same old tactics that we use which are clearly not working or the lack of a decent centre-back or the lack of a big, strong centre-forward or... The lack of a plan B. Yeah, I've got nothing else to say about that. Because it's all been said before. It's all currently being said all over social media and the Facebook pages. I haven't looked at the forum yet, but I imagine it's pretty much going to be a similar thread. So it's pointless me banging on about the same thing that I've been banging on about for the last, for the whole season. Because Everything that I've been moaning about for the whole season was evident to see still last night against Darford. So <clears throat> what I am going to talk about is <clears throat> I left about, I don't know, maybe five minutes early so that I could get my train, so I could get home at a reasonable hour. And it was still 1-0 and it remained 1-0. And woke up this morning to look at social media and I saw that there was a comment on there that somebody had put on Facebook about the disgusting, disgraceful behaviour of our supporters booing the team and shouting obscenities at the team, the players and the management. Um, and apparently there was a bit of trouble outside the, the ground between our, I guess, our younger section of supporters and a section of Dartford supporters. I wasn't there, I didn't see it, didn't hear it. However, I will put my two pennies in. We pay, we're supporters, we pay our money, right? You might not agree with this, but we pay our money, we pay our hard-earned to have a little bit of um, enjoyment, to go and support our club, to go and watch our club play football at a not very high level, let's be honest, you know, it's grassroots football, it's non-league. So we don't expect perfection. 
We don't expect to see highly skilled players. I know we've got players that have played at higher levels, playing for us, the likes of Solly and so on. But there's a reason. There's a reason they're playing at the level they're playing at now. You're either on your way up and hoping to make a mark and uh, and progress up through, you know, the likes of Jimmy Bullard and people like that are prime examples. Or you're on your way towards the end of your career and you can't do what you used to do. Your feet are not as quick as they used to be. Your legs are not as as fast as they used to be and your brain and your skills are not quite what they were. So you're ending your career playing at a level where you feel comfortable and you still feel you can make a difference. We know that. We know we don't expect to see perfection, right? What we do expect to see is commitment from the players We expect to see playing at a level that this league demands. If you want to be competitive, we do expect to have a manager who makes decisions based on what he sees on the pitch, based on the players that he has available to him and their skill sets and their fitness levels, and based on what he sees from our opposition, what they bring, you know, to the game, what our scouts might go in and see and say, you know, they play this way, they tend to play that way. And then make adaptions to that. We also want to see a manager who can change, make decisions during the game to make changes to affect the game when it's not going our way. Sadly, we don't appear to have any of those at the moment. And that's the worrying thing. And <clears throat> getting to the point, getting back to what I'm talking about, fans booing, okay? We pay our money for those things, what I've just mentioned, right? If you go along every Saturday, loyally, home and away, or even just at home for those that don't you know don't like the travel you come and support your team week in week out regardless of the results you support your team that doesn't mean you don't have the right to voice your opinion does it it doesn't mean you don't have the right to 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 if you you know if you see it's not working to shout and scream, as long as you're not being personally nasty, and I don't know what was said last night, so I am on a little bit shaky ground here, um, but as long as you're not being, you know, vulgarly, vulgarly rude or, you know, if you're actually voicing, your, if, you're, if you choose just to boo at the end of the game, that's your prerogative, that's your choice. No one's got the right to put on social media or anywhere else that you're disgusting, there's disgusting behaviour. You should be supporting your team, win, lose or draw. Well, they are supporting their team, win, lose or draw because they're paying their money every week and they're going to watch them and they're turning up week in, week out. And it's not as if they're booing one performance. Bear that in mind, you know, those of you that have the same viewpoint as the person that wrote that 
okay? They're not booing one result here. They're not booing a, a, a loss to Dartford. They could take a loss to Dartford. What they can't take is a loss to Dartford in the style and circumstances that we rolled over and gave it to them. And in the same way that we rolled over and gave it to Maidstone when they banged four, was it passes? In the same way that they rolled over and gave it to Dawkin and so on, right? It's a collection of results and performances that have reached boiling point and frustration point for those loyal supporters that keep coming every week. And they don't ask for a lot. They just ask for an enjoyable game of football, a little bit of commitment, some passion and some game management from the manager. And we're not seeing that. So that's why people are voicing their their boos. That's my personal opinion, right? <clears throat> I said this last night, talking to a, to a, to a, f- a friend of mine on the train on the way home. If Ipswich United was your wife, and your wife kept letting you down week in week out, you'd leave her, wouldn't you? You wouldn't stay out of loyalty. You wouldn't put yourself through that heartache. You'd leave her, but. That's the difference, isn't it? We do stay from our club. So don't moan at us if we boo because we get a little bit pissed off about what's not happening and what is happening on the pitch. Ran over. That's my point. I've really got a lot else to say about that. Um, Just talking a little bit about the team, I guess, you know... We've got... Somebody made a really good point to me last night. You look... You No doubt you'll have seen on social media, that, myself included, writing stuff and saying, you know, we need a big centre-back, we need a big we need a big uh, centre-forward, a striker. We haven't got any physicality and they don't seem to have any physicality in the team. Um, you know, and we're... You know, and I've said without banging on about the same old stuff again, we're easy to work out because we don't change our tactics at all. Um, but somebody said to me last night, you know what we've got out there on that pitch, in that in the squad? We've got 23, we've got big squad, we've got 23 players. 23 players. But they're all the same player. They all play exactly the same way. They all play in exactly the way they've been told to play by, De- uh, De- by uh, Derek. And they continue to do so even when it's not working. Well, there it is, folks. It'll continue to not work. Or, eventually it'll start to work. And then we'll be the best team in the league. Can't see it myself. But you never know. But there you go. So, it was, yeah, um, it was a, a, I I had a thoroughly enjoyable night last night. Very um, enjoyable evening at, uh, at, at the Prince's Park Stadium. And at the... Mall Shovel Pub, and on the walk on the way up to the ground, and seeing my son, who I don't get to see as much as I'd like to, because he lives, you know, a little distance away with his wife and, and family, and uh, 
so and nice to see to see my football friends. So there's the confidence. There's the positives for you. Uh, we won one nil on Saturday. That's a positive for you. Fantastic. Loved it. Well done. Brilliant. Keep doing it. Come on. Up the fleet. Let's see what we can do going forward. We've got a nice little break now. Uh, we, so we've got no game on Saturday. And then I think we're at home again the following Tuesday. So we've got a whole week where I'm sure DK will be taking the squad taking some training sessions, analysing last night's performance and the performances against Dartford and Dawkin, uh, Mason and uh, Dawkin. And I'm sure we'll be reading the comments on the forum and on Facebook and on Twitter and wherever else. And we'll be taking into account the fans' feelings and we'll make the necessary changes, whatever they may be, to bring some success to this club to the team, which that's all we want. We don't want to be we don't want to be Man City, do we? We don't want to be Liverpool. We just want to be a reasonably successful non-league team with aspirations to get into the football league within five years. Remember that? We were told how many years ago was that now? Seven? Eight years? Something like that? And we've still got a five year plan. It seems to be an on ongoing five year plan. So you know, I'll probably go to my grave saying, do you know Epsley have got a five-year plan to get into the Football League? Oh, really? What league are we in now? Uh, National League South. Oh. When do you think it's going to happen? Oh, five years. Maybe not. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll come off. Who knows? Uh, interesting interesting uh, stuff to uh, to think about. I did hear a little rumour as well Uh about the about about the, uh, the 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 park, the leisure park in Green in Swanscombe. What's it called? London London Leisure Park. I can't remember what it's called now. It was called at one point. It was called Paramount Park, wasn't it? And then it was something else. I think it's London, the London theme park, or is it? Or... Anyway, uh, there was something on Kent Live um, about a deadline for final plans to be submitted, or. Or something, which just made me wonder if you know, is there any, is, is there a little seed of doubt about this theme park happening now? Which has also made me think: Does that, if if it doesn't go ahead, bear in mind that the owner, the doctor, is uh, massively involved in it. London Resorts, is it? I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, bear in mind the doctor is massively involved in uh, in that theme park. And his, his you know the holding company that he owns. Um, if that falls through and it doesn't happen, or if he pulls out, or, or whatever, you know, I'm not saying this is happening. By the way, I'm just just trying to read between the lines a little bit. Um, I wonder how that would affect the club, because we've been told, and Damien told us all during the, the QA session a couple of weeks ago that obviously we're linked to the success of. The, the theme park and once the theme park's up and running you know it's going to have a huge beneficial financial effect for the for the club and to raise our profile and you know we're going to have our own club shop there where you can buy merchandise and the hotel and a link to the ground and 
blah, 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 and we'll be full of foreign supporters that come for the day from France and Germany and Austria and America and Brazil, whatever, they're going to come to this massive theme park and part of the weekend away that they're going to have, they're going to have in their package to come and watch some English football and they're going to come and watch Ebsleet United play and uh, it's going to be fantastic. It's all going to be roses in the garden. But what if it doesn't happen? What if the theme park, you know, there's no guarantees the theme park's going to happen. It's been on the cards for years and years now and not a single spade has been dug in the ground to start building this. So I don't hold my breath that it's actually going to happen. So what if it doesn't happen? What's the implications for Epstein United as a football club? Where will that leave the doctor, our owner, Dr. al Mahadi? where will that leave his interest in our football club? Because I personally don't think that he bought our football club because he wanted to buy a football club. That was it. And he's losing £2 million a year owning our football club. Doesn't matter who you are. The maths don't make sense to continue doing that unless there's a bigger picture and the possibility of um, apples on the tree in a few years when the tree grows, if that makes sense. But if the tree doesn't grow and doesn't produce any apples, are you going to continue to put £2 million a year? Lose. You're putting more than that in to actually lose £2 million a year running a football club. And will his commitment to the club remain? Who knows? Maybe it will. Maybe maybe he does genuinely love Epsilon United and want to be part, you know, want to be part of the success of the five year plan to get us into the football league. And uh you know, I hope I hope it is. But what if it isn't? what 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 if, if he if if tomorrow or if today there was an announcement that the theme park has been shelved and is not going to happen and uh, the, the Dr. Al-Mahadi's holding company, whatever it is, a building company, has withdrawn any interest in the theme park. And what if he did then decide, I'm going to sell the club? Who's going to buy us? Who's going to buy a loss-making machine? What's the future for Absolute United? That does concern me. We've always been a club that's had a dodgy future, you know, God knows we, we've been there, haven't we, with the My FC thing, with, uh, you know, we've seen, uh, we've seen uncertainty at the club, we've been there, we've done that, and we've survived by the skin of our teeth, and we have to be very thankful to the doctor for, uh, for saving the club, and given us some financial stability and it's been a rocky road as we know over the last few years you know but we do seem to be on on that stable side so that's a positive okay we, you know at the moment it, it does all look fine and I hope upon hope that it remains that way but uh, that was just a little thought I was just I was just having because I read that I read that in Kent online uh, so if you, if you go on Kent online and just put in I think it's London Resort. I can't remember what it's bloody called now. Uh, anyway, you can sort of read read that for yourself and uh, make your own mind up. There we go, folks. I've got nothing more to say. Uh, enjoy your week off with no football. 
I'm sure you'll you'll all find your other avenues, Chapman Town and uh, Corinthians and Punjab United and Welling United and, you know, you've got a whole host of other options if you want to go and watch football if they're all playing. So uh, I'm sure you'll you'll find your fix somewhere. And Dave Harris, I'm sure there'll be some cricket on somewhere. <laughs> Boring. Uh, anyway, jo- I'm joking, Dave. Um, there you go. That's it. I'm out of here, folks. Enjoy your week. See you next Tuesday, as they say. And um, hopefully uh, we'll all be even more upbeat after Tuesday's game next week. There we go. I'm out here. Up the fleet. <laughs>